changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Thoughtful Thursday, and I want to talk about something that will make you feel good about the state of our children today. I know that people bemoan the fact that kids are always on social media and that things aren't the way they used to be. So I was very happy to have so many stories in our latest book for teachers about kids being wonderful and kind and thoughtful and caring. Janine Cato tells us that she met a girl named Tammy in the spring when she was a student teacher. The kids had talked about Tammy a lot. She had a rare kind of brain cancer one that required the aid of the best neurosurgeon in the country. In fact, the same doctor who had been the subject of a Nova special on PBS the previous year. The children had very wisely prepared Janine for Tammy's arrival by telling her that she was the smartest and sweetest girl in the second grade. They said that they had learned that they were supposed to treat her as they would any of their other classmates. So when Tammy stumbled into the classroom that day, Teetering with each step, no one rushed to her side. They just stood there in silence for what seemed like five minutes as Tammy walked the five feet to her seat. But then the 30 second grade students couldn't restrain themselves as she sat down and they applauded her. Janine watched in amazement as this little girl, who had been out for five months, raised her hand to answer every question in class, volunteered for every leadership position, and in general, inspired her more than any other kid ever had. But it was one kickball game that changed Janine forever. She was directing the game because with second graders, you do have to supervise and make sure they understand the bases and the rules of the game. But after that was done and the kids were playing, Tammy came up to take her turn kicking the ball. And to Janine's amazement, When Tammy barely rolled that ball forward at all, the kids, without any prompting, moved like molasses. Janine said it was like the whole field of players moved simultaneously in slow motion as if they were one highly trained troop of ballerinas. Everyone moved so slowly and deliberately played so badly that Tammy was able to run all the way home while her classmates ineffectually picked up the ball and failed to tag her out at any base. Janine says, I have never seen anything more perfectly choreographed in kindness than that kickball game. Susan Tra, another teacher, tells us about her class of very tough first graders in Southern California, a group of kids who were wild and impossible. She says that the first day of class, she walked in to find her first graders literally hanging from the light fixtures. It was the 13th day of school and the class had already gone through 15 teachers. There were no school supplies, the mothers were angry, and a third of the class didn't speak English, and Susan spoke no Spanish. She was a new teacher, young and enthusiastic and full of hope. She bought school supplies with her own money, she brought in food for the kids who were hungry, and she sang to the kids, connecting with them through music. That class sang all the time because it was the only thing that worked. Because of singing, Susan was succeeding, kind of, where 15 other teachers had failed. But the job was still impossible, and many days she cried. And the worst thing was a student named Daniel. 
He was a full head shorter than all the other students. His yellow hue showed through his dark skin. The whites of his eyes were the color of egg yolks, and his trembling body was clearly ill and stressed. Daniel was waiting for a kidney transplant, but he came to school as much as he could, and he smiled at everyone, and the kids loved him. He unified the class, and the class motivated him to keep coming to school as much as he could handle and to keep on surviving. Those kids came together to help one of their own. Helping Daniel helped everyone. Susan writes, Students who believed they had nothing and offered nothing were suddenly empowered to save Daniel. They might have been fidgety or naughty before he showed up, but as soon as Daniel entered the room, everyone was single-minded in purpose. They sat up straight, included Daniel in the circle, and listened. That class, filled with kids who were struggling, who could have been destructive, who could have fought with each other, who didn't even speak the same language, became a loving, caring community. They had a common cause, to keep Daniel coming to school and keep him alive until he could get his kidney. Daniel got so sick, he would just come to class and lie down. But his classmates would sing to him, and that motivated him to keep coming back. And then one day, Daniel didn't come back. But there was no need to mourn. As it turned out, Daniel was gone because he was getting a new kidney. The class had helped keep him alive long enough to get that kidney. Susan reports that Daniel has graduated from high school now and is just fine. And he still loves singing. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. You can read both of today's stories, plus 99 more, in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Inspiration for Teachers, which is on store shelves now, wherever books are sold. Come back tomorrow for Friend Friday. We're going to talk to Dr. Mike Dow about strokes and the fascinating healing brain. And Mike's new book, which he co-authored with his brother, David, who recovered from a stroke that he had at age 10.